Hey, welcome to Josh's Daily Brew. I'm your host, Josh. This podcast is dedicated to my obsession with the art of living by design. You can expect thoughts on books I've read, the esoteric world of health and fitness, some cryptocurrency dabble, and everything in between. Stoked you here, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Josh's Daily Brew. This is a long form episode and I'm very excited about it because I spoke to Adam uh, Metcalf, who is headroom here in South Africa. And this is an episode that's different to my usual content that revolves around consciousness, uh, carnivory, keto, health, crypto, and everything in between. Um, this is scratching my own itch. And I must be honest, I felt a little bit out of my depth speaking to him but it actually turned out to be better than I thought and um, I really appreciate Adam's time because um, I've had this uh, urge to speak to somebody in the SAR scene um, and somebody who produces SAR trance music like Adam um, and he is uh, very well known in Cape Town and South Africa and around the globe um, and it was a privilege to chat to him and um, you know one of the reasons is is because I just think that Psytrance is like such a tightly knit um, community of people and um, I absolutely love it and um, I think in its very essence it's the purest form of art um, there's so many layers to the songs that I listen to and it really has been a savior of mine um, over the past two years in fact it's gotten me through some very tough times so you know, I owe a lot to Sartrons and I owe a lot to the community that um, that it's uh, that it holds. So, Adam, thank you so much, and um, I'm gonna leave it there and enjoy the episode. Uh, yeah, thank you. Okay, Adam, uh, welcome to the show. Hello, thanks for having me, Joe. <laughs> thank you. Um, just a bit of context: uh, the first time I saw you was at Love Project 2018, and absolutely rocked that uh, Sunday fun day. Um, so nice yeah, thank you. Thank you for your good work. And that was my, actually, actually my first, um, trans fest in Cape Town and, uh, yeah, it really, really opened my, my eyes a lot. And yeah, so thank you. Ah, it was a pleasure. <laughs> you know, I really, it's, it's a great job, especially those, those kind of fun Sundays when the weather's good and people are happy. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely enjoyable on my side too. Yeah. Um, so I thought we'd start off with like, uh, with Pleur and, and like you as a producer, you seem very, um, you seem very unique and you seem very different in a good way. And, uh, you, are you're sort of striving for, you know, peace, love, unity, respect, and, and this, um, so what is, what has sort of driven that insight with you? What has given you that, that motivation to, to sort of, uh, you know, push that in, 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 if that makes sense. Um, you mean as a person or do you kind of mean through just my, just general decorum and, or do you mean through my music specifically? Yeah. Which, whichever way you want to go with it. Um, I, I guess I don't really feel like I'm championing, championing any sort of specific cause other than to put out the, the kind of the energy that you want to get back you know and um 
it's all ties into just you know life and karma and ultimately it's important just to kind of yeah put out put out that those that good energy that good vibe and and otherwise how could you possibly respect it back it's i've always found whenever like there's been a negative uh, sort of occurrence or headspace in my own life the moment i start projecting that it just seems to come back at me you know and mm-hmm. the, the, that's where you can kind of change your your own sort of immediate reality is just start to be more positive and put out that that energy and so that's kind of something i try and do even uh, in my music and just the way I, I phrase things where things the relationships i keep in the scene and just the general yeah just general way i operate it's you know i, I feel everyone should be a good person um it comes more naturally to some than others you know we all have our days when we are selfish self-involved and stuff definitely guilty of that but for the most part i try you know try not to be when i can especially around you know other people yeah no i resonate with that uh, very much it's um definitely what you, you get what you give and is there do you like I mean, a bit of a load, but do you like practice like some sort of mindfulness? I mean, do you have like a bit of a a routine that gets you into the zone, so to speak, when you when you've been creative? Um, what has given you that sort of uh, you know insight? Um, I think just the, the my general sort of attitude and energy is just comes from you know having a good life, being raised well, having good morals, mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of resonating with a, a positive inner energy you know I, I i don't have any major hang-ups i had a pretty blissful uh, youth in zimbabwe and full of love and care and so that's i don't feel you know that i, I need to project anything otherwise mm. um in terms of getting into you know the headspace of writing music i i love to part of it is just following the journey that sound takes you on. You know, I, I've got kind of grooves and, and stuff in my head. Big focus for me is always keeping things relatively groovy and funky and fun, cheeky and original. You know, I want my character, my songs to feel like little characters in their own right. And sometimes those things can resemble sonic monsters, but, uh, as long as it's, I don't mind things to have attitude because that's important. Life is full of that, you know, music and, everything you know we we, humans resonate with that but i never want to portray anger in my music and uh so that's that's something you know i always give myself i'm I'm generally kind of fairly positive in the studio i have frustrations technically Mm. (laughs) uh, because i aspire you know the the production quality in the scene is is high and i aspire to achieve those uh, kind of those uh, quality goals um but no, I just kind of take every day as it comes in the studio. It depends on what mood I'm in. If I've got a kind of sleazy beat headspace, then I will stick to a track that follows that thing. But it's 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 a journey that you know I I dictate and it and it dictates to me as just as much. Yeah, well, um, definitely I can yeah resonate with that as a creative. I suppose sometimes you just gotta take with take what the day can what the day gives you, I guess, eh? and just just run with that yeah yeah there's so many sort of subtle influences that would affect your mood on the day or you know and sometimes yeah. it's you know if i have a great party i will you know that'll put me in a, diff- a great mood and then i want to write something uplifting and positive and stuff and if i'm <clears throat> you know if i hear a, a really cool song with a you know a different attitude and stuff that does something to me i, I can connect with that and, and go with that too oh nice um, so I was going to shift gears a bit. Um, you're, you, you 
on social media and stuff, you seem like a very fit and healthy guy and um, which I love. I mean, that's pretty much what my show is essentially about. It's, you know, uh, it's about health and all the different modalities that that encompasses whatever it is to you. Um, so what's, I mean, how, what, what, uh, what are your favorite activities? Uh, how has um, health impacted you as an artist? Uh, things like that. Anything, can you speak to that? Um, I, in a way I've, in terms of, I've had a pretty stable weight my entire life. I don't know. I think that's just genetic. I've always been a very slim person. Um, I do eat well, but I would, a large part of that is due to my lovely wife, Kasarina, who is a, you know, very sort of strong sort of guiding force when it comes to good life choices in, in the food department. And she's a great cook. So that helps. Um, so obviously I've learned a lot from her just about saying no to the wrong foods. Um, and yeah, in terms of, you know, sports activities, yeah, I've just, as long as I'm doing something, you know, whether it's running, hiking is probably the mo most enjoyable thing for me for the most part, just because it's, it's kind of head cleansing, beautiful serenity in touch with nature. It encompasses so many things. Um, I don't really trail run or anything like that, but I do jog a bit to run. I've got dogs. Dogs keep you active because you have to keep them active. Otherwise they kind of stop to <laughs> misbehave. Um, so, so yeah, pets has kept me sort of outdoors a lot. I go to the beach all the time. Um, I've yeah, taken up cycling or, mountain biking recently which led to a rather heavy crash so, <laughs> i've been learning uh, some new sports and new ways to enjoy the mountains which has been cool but yeah i'm an active person i've luckily i've always got a like a kind of solid energy base in me i've always have a natural level of fitness played a lot of sports growing up and that's probably set me in good stead you know um mm. yeah no oh, awesome um uh, and, uh, I mean, something that's happening right now, uh, COVID and I know we were chatting before this and you were talking about how, I mean, you got your album that you're finishing up and things, how has COVID sort of impacted you as a person, a brand or with your album? I know personally, uh, as a creative, I've, uh, I took, made the decision to, to learn as much as possible during this time, you know, of lockdown and things like that. And I've grown so much as a creative, so I'm, I'll be very interested to see, to hear what your your thoughts are on on COVID and how it's maybe impacted you positive or negatively. Um, so me personally, I would say I, I've, you know, I guess I'm I'm in a fairly comfortable situation in the sense I've got a you know a house over my you know or a roof over my head. Uh, I've got a nice place to live in Nordhook. It's green. So the lockdown period uh, wasn't so life changing in the sense I'm, I, I usually work from home when I'm not gigging and traveling. And uh, I, I have lots of music to finish, as you said, like I've got an album that's been long overdue. So the this kind of the beginning phase was actually quite, you know, enjoyable just because I now had like uninterrupted time to, to sit and focus on music. Uh, and I just, I've, mentally i know i know how devastating this this whole thing is for everybody in every scene but i'm just pushing to maintain a positive attitude about things because there is so much good around it at the same time you know i've i've spent my wife's been working from home so we're spending a lot of time together um i've yeah as i said i've had lots of uh, trying to focus on my work and music i've had other time to sort of focus on the mountain and and clear my head 
financially it's been crippling you know i've had to borrow money and stuff and that's been really tough uh, also because you know while i probably you know should have maybe used this time to try and do some online courses lessons i just knew that if i got stuck into that it would probably put off my album from being finished just that much longer and it's mm-hmm. for me it's this huge elephant in the room and it's a it's not even something that i expect to be like this almighty defining album but it's just something that i've kind of promised myself and you know promised people who follow my music you know that there would be a collection of headroom stuff uh, like you ready by now so i'm very very determined and driven to get that done um so that's given me just a you know a really positive distraction during this whole time uh it's been emotionally quite a yeah it's it's been a roller coaster as i'm you, you've probably had people in your life who are going through really tough times uh relationships are are some are, are beaming some are falling apart uh again there, there is a positive it's a, a positive angle in the sense this this horrible virus has kind of also forced a, a massive reflection on all of us mm-hmm. things that were kind of coasting along but maybe not sort of thriving you know are now put on into the spotlight and thing you know and that's where sort so certain things fall apart you know and that that this you know that is not necessarily a bad thing because ultimately these questions were going to be asked of all of us and um whether it's our business or personal lives i feel like that day of reckoning for humanity was sort of coming it's i mean it's bizarre that it came in this form but what else was going to get the, the world to stand still and think uh so i you know i've got my own words to say to like this kind of you know queer non conspiracy you know sort of attitude to the whole thing i found that very frustrating personally um but again that some people are just feeling isolated and disconnected with truth and media and so i i thought you know i i have no sort of angry or i've i've gotten frustrated about some of the the things being said online around this whole Uh, virus but for the most part I, i if you can understand what's led people to these kind of positions there's forgiveness and understanding which is important you know yeah definitely i think uh empathy is is a big part of it and just seeing things from just so many different perspectives eh? i mean it's like you said it's yeah we sitting in one place somebody else sitting in another you just don't know what people are going through you know everyone's fighting i guess a battle you don't know anything about but i love your love your positive energy and it's really um really inspiring shame i won't take up too Thanks, much man. more of your time i know you're busy oh it's chill uh, no it's time <laughs> um so you know song like i'm very intrigued and uh song names like how how do you go about because you know speaking about your speaking of your album i know uh, edm dma <laughs> waiting for that bugger to come out <laughs> how do you, yeah. how do you go about uh coming up with song names is it a very spontaneous thing because you've definitely got some of the most eccentric names there on the on the circuits i think <laughs> you know i just again i i i always find the things that have always annoyed me in the scene are you know when people give you these very like overly deep you know names for trance tracks and <laughs> artist names like sort of using theories and chemical names that they don't even understand and i i, I always just thought it's a little bit little bit too much ego and not enough you know so i've i i enjoy bringing a bit of quirk and fun into the scene especially through my music and track names was one of those things like if i find myself trying to name a track like you know something kind of deep and thoughtful 
I immediately call myself out on it. And I, I just can't take myself that seriously, personally. So the track names are a fun way to pull, a, pull apart the track, even if the track itself is, you know, quite substantial or moving to someone and myself. I don't want the track name to to kind of, you know, rub, rub its own ego. So I kind of, yeah, I, I have a lot of fun doing wordplay, ultimately, that's all it is. And um, yeah, you often just kind of, you know, taking phrases, words, and just kind of mashing them up and, and messing with them and stuff. And I've got, I literally write them down on a note, like a, you know, my phone notepad. And yes. it's got like 40, 40, 50 of these things just sitting there. <laughs> You know, and some some are pretty bad, <laughs> and some some are are really hilarious. And yeah, so the big thing is always whenever you come up with a kind of funny one, you know, you write it down, save it for another day, and then when you write the track that kind of embodies that, then and then you go with it, you know. So at the moment, I, I think my latest one I wrote down was Kenny G Sharp, <laughs> and so I'm waiting to you know eventually I'll write a song that's in G Sharp, and then I'll kind of you know it'll be something silly probably hopefully not with saxophone and stuff <laughs> so do you like do you um because you know like when you think of some a baby or somebody that you know a friend and you and you and you know their name you like that is you know their name suits the character it's almost like you know that's what's so interesting it's like almost like your song your your names suit your songs so well which are which i love sometimes like you said there's a bit of disconnect and it can get a bit too deep and it's it's like it's sort of you know, it sort of just uh, dissolves the the, the song. Um, yeah, so I love mm. that. Um, cool. And uh, for any, you know, I'm I'm not a DJ, or I just enjoy speaking to very interesting people like yourself. And but if for any like creatives out there in the music space, um, I know I've got a few friends. Uh, I mean, I don't know what your journey looked like. If you could condense it um, for me. But like, what was your journey like, and what sort of, if you can add on to that, what? I know I'd like to use the word advice because I know you've got to sort of find your own way in this space. But what would you tell somebody who is getting going and getting their feet wet in the order of the the music world? Okay. So obviously, it changed a lot, you know, in the last uh, say ten years. I mean, it changes every ten years. Something completely new, sort of. Um, you know, comes along and 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 mixes up the whole scene. So late of late, it was obviously online social media. The, just the internet became such a bigger part of the scene. So to new people starting now, you know, it's something you got to factor in is that you're going to have to either write amazing music that is just you know sort of does so well on its own steam that you know, you can kind of get someone to, you know, you maybe you, you get big quick and you get, you can hire a team of people to promote and you can do all those, those things, which is an ideal situation. But for, for a lot of us, you know, you kind of write, you know, maybe a decent track and the odd, the odd great one, or maybe just a lot of, you know, solid music. And then it's going to be a kind of a, a different kind of journey. And that journey would, would mean you need to, 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 to get your head around social media platforms promotion. I, I, I was talking to uh, my wife the other day and I thought, you know, if in a way you'd almost want to start as a duo with one person who's primarily focused on the, the vision, the, the mm. kind of online persona, the promotional, the, the video, the capture, just the, that kind of visual artistic side and, and marketing. And then the other person maybe is a bit more of the studio head 
both share each other's, you know, sort of workload a bit and, and are involved in both. Because that, that's kind of what's required of us today. It's very difficult. You know, you are, most guys who are studio geeks just want to sit in a room and not talk to anybody. You know, we don't. It, it, ironically, when you do get on social media and people like yourself say nice things back, it's super rewarding and it and motivates you to keep going. And that's, so that is important. And that's something a lot of geeks have kind of got over and yeah. have learned to, to embrace. But it's, yeah, it's difficult. So, you know, first thing is passion. Passion's going to carry you through all the hard times and the bad times. And it's really difficult to 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 sit through the kind of the lulls, the the bad gigs, the the low pay gigs. And I mean, there's no, it's not, it's not an easy way, you know, sort of way around that. I would mm. say, you know, you're going to have to put in your time, and you're going to have to be prepared to probably have a job and and do your music on the side and just until it sort of you, you you know you cross over to a point you're charging enough to make a living from it mm. and that's not it's not it's not easy so i would definitely say be prepared for some sort of you know mentally challenging times but you know if you're passionate about it it's there for the taking 100% like there's not there's nothing here i don't feel like i was a prodigy in any sense man i was just a a guy who really liked electronic music liked it enough to start trying to DJ it slowly got good at DJing actually I started DJing when I was 16 or no, 17 in Zimbabwe and I went through a whole kind of musical electronic music evolution in DJing I eventually found my trance moved to South Africa and then found a great scene that went with the trance you know and that really inspired me and I thought the music was cool and challenging and weird and, and that kind of just hooked me um, so yeah, my journey started as a DJ. I, I didn't really know how to make music. I, I met a guy down here, became friends with him. He showed me my first sort of programs. And, and then I met other guys who were using these programs. And then I started to practice myself. I ended up, I, was, I moved to South Africa to study originally. So I was doing a PP at, at UCT. And like halfway through, I kind of realized I had no idea why I was doing a PPE, did not enjoy it. Uh, you know, it was, obviously there's a lot of good you know sort of academic value to what you learn but there was mm. parts of the course that i just i was like i'm just wasting my dad's money and time well my time my dad's money so for me i i i pulled out and i did an audio engineering uh diploma um which was super useful and i would you know encourage it for someone who's got the time and the money but it, I it's not a, a must if you're just into making music there everything you need is online so while it's got more difficult, you know, in today's world with promotion and stuff, and obviously saturation of artists, you do have all these new tools that weren't readily there for me, you know, in terms of you've got a YouTube explanation on how to use anything. Um, so as an artist, use use what's on offer to you. You know, there is a, so much good samples, presets. Just the quality of sound from new artists now is really good. What you really should be focusing on is Sorry, this is a whole lot of information at the same time. But yeah, oh, what you should oh, really yes. be focused, you know, what they need to focus on is what's going to make them them, you know, what's going to make you you. And that is uh, a, a kind of unique sound ultimately, right? That's something I, I strive for. And it's it luckily come very naturally to me because I don't, I don't kind of copy music. I don't put it in the track and, and try and follow someone else's sequencing and stuff. I just take as it comes, go with sounds, that thing. And then slowly but surely over the years, it just formed into a sound of its own. Mm -hmm. And it's important that whoever's out there is thinking about doing something original. Uh, if you've got a 
a, a special skill, you know, maximize it because uh, that's going to get you noticed, right? You know, it's, it's a combination of things. Hey? It's passion. It's, it's hard work. It's, it's, um, it's uh, promotional skills and attitude, your attitude. You've got to have to, obviously you've got to have a, a skill level when it comes to DJing, but that, that grows with time and stuff, you know, so it doesn't have to be, I became a much better DJ, you know, quite a lot later in my career. Like I, I realized, you know, quite late that I just wasn't having enough fun on stage. And when I changed that mindset, everything changed for me. Like I just, I had more fun. People had more fun with me. I had fun because they were having fun. And then this kind of feedback loop of good vibes followed. So that, that was important. That realization of just connecting better with people as a DJ. Um, yeah, so I mean, hopefully that's not too sort of overwhelming for people listening. Um, but I think you know, it, it's definitely. I just, it's, it's if you've got the passion, it's there for you. You know, for sure. Awesome, thank you. No, that was awesome. Um, you know, final sort of to wrap this up. Um, where do you see the? You know, because uh, I mean, I entered the scene in 2018. My one friend Scar took me to Love Project, and like I said just got hooked and I just love it and everything about it. I love the, I love the layers. I love the community, love everything about it. Um, where do you see the, obviously everything's evolving, but where do you see the, the, the Sartrans community as a whole, you know, going, do you, do you see, is there a pattern that you see emerging? Um, cause to be honest, it feels like if I had to like watch, you know, I watched your sets at boom and stuff. It, it feels like in 2018, it feels like that was the, just the, the epitome of it like like how can it get much better than this you know um i don't know if that makes sense but i i just i would love to know what your thoughts are your final thoughts on on where you see the scene going and any you know final parting comments um you know it's it's obviously it's it's a hugely complicated evolving organism the cytron mm, scene love that and it's it's specific to every country so there are different traits and you know nuances, whatever have you, everywhere you go. Um, I would say globally, the scene's doing great. It's stronger and better than ever. And the more the world has kind of, you know, pushed in, into a, into the I don't know into the first world and modern age, I think the more some people have felt a kind of lack of community. And Psytrance is one of the scenes where you really feel like you're kind of connecting to the other uh, party goers and festival goers and music lovers so the sense of community you get in the scene is powerful and i as a result it, it it's it's yeah it just feels like it's it's got a solid foundation to continue to grow from there are some of those you know epic festivals which are globally renowned like boom and azora and you know stuff like that and they, they're a great kind of showcase, really. And then that, that's where you get to see the true spread of, of, the, of, the, of the Cytron scene, the power that it, that it has. And you'll hear a hundred, you know, sort of different languages at that festival. And that's pretty, pretty special, you know, just to know that it's something that, and, and, and the energy and all of that. It's just, it's, it's got its own, you know, sort of real true value. And I've been to a lot of festivals, commercial, every type of thing. And the trans scene was just, it's one of the few where people uh, acknowledge each other. They look after, look out for one another. They clean up after themselves for the most part. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, I'm positive about the scene. It's going to be 
I think people are going to have to face the reality the next two years are going to be very painfully slow in terms of reconnecting to where we were. Mm. Um, and that is, you know, that is what it is. And maybe it's a good thing. Maybe re- it's a bit of a reboot. Hey, maybe it's going to just, yeah. I know in well, some I weird that- way. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. And, and, you know, in, in South Africa, for instance, you know, if you came to a party, say, I don't know, you know, 15, 20 years ago, there was a re- real safe uh, community feeling at these events. You just, mm. you didn't come with any worry or there was no concern of your safety or, you know, your, your items being stolen. And in the last few years, like that changed a bit, you know, people were fine. And I, I, we've lost a lot of kind of old school uh, fans and followers to the scene. They only attend one or two parties a year when they used to attend multiple, even though they were, you know, sort of past their, their you know, their early 20s kind of Siamania phase, which is mm. um, a very powerful time in Cape Town. And yeah, so I think, yeah, as you say, there is a, a chance to reboot the scene and it'll start off with small events. And that's a good thing. It means we can also kind of make sure those who are invited are coming with good energy and intention. And we can slowly rebuild again like that. And that's, that's, that's super important for the scene because it's something we were slowly disconnecting with a little bit in, in uh, Cape Town anyway. Um, somewhere like Joburg, you know, interestingly, it's, it's always struggled to, to get the growth, but it's because it's been small. When you go there, there is a real kind of awesome camaraderie and connection with the, the people who attend the party. They're all friends. They all know each other. It, it feels like a completely different party and environment to, to have fun in. So, yeah, I think, that, again, it's, it's a sad time, but it, it's that positive angle if we, if we use it to, to kind of, uh, yeah, to reboot with the with a better potential awesome well um i think i'm gonna leave it there thank you so much for your time adam uh, i really appreciate it and i'm sending you sending you good good energy brother and um thank yeah, you I, man good, like likewise thank you so much and uh yeah good luck for the rest of the year good luck with the with the album coming out and stuff i'm sure you're gonna gonna smash it thank you very much josh man and all the best with all of your your endeavors Look forward to watching and listening to more of your stuff. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. If you do have time, please would you go to Apple Podcasts wherever you're listening to this and subscribe. And if you'd like to keep up to date with my latest happenings and things like that, uh, visit my website, joshneman.com and go subscribe to my newsletter, which goes out every Sunday. Thank you and I hope you have a lovely day.